0: So last
1: week,
0: last week I know it wasn't fully, um, it's not been posted. So anyone that wasn't on last week, it's not been done yet, but it's going to go on as a little separate series on the Education Hub. For those of you that was with us last week, we're talking about nutrition and kind of the, I suppose it was more of a building blocks lesson. So anyone that has known more or has done more nutrition with us has probably seen that stuff and probably has already heard it. Whereas today we're trying to get into a little bit more science. And actually start to think about what our food gives us. And I don't just mean flavor and excitement and fun. Um, so that's what we're gonna look at today. So energy, digestion, and fuel. Energy and fuel go very hand in hand, and digestion is just a little bit of a tag on at the end. So, first of all, as always, and we'll take just because there's a few of us on tonight, which is great, can I get everyone's wins in the chat box and then we'll run through it? So one win from this week, um, it can be anything, it can be personal, it can be physical, whatever it is, just one chat, one win in the chat box, type it in and then we'll go through them. Oh, deep. Straight in. (laughs) You just know which one I'm laughing at. Nice. Right. So junior weight loss, how much did we lose? Are you questioning yourself? You're on mute. I don't know if you're talking, but you're on mute. Gets you every time, doesn't it? Yep. Hold on. Uh, half kilo, half I kilo, think. Kilo. Half kilo this week. And also, bigger than that, more importantly, is actually looking back and realising that it was, what, 10, 10 kilos in four months? Yeah. And it and it's not been particularly aggressive. So, obviously, really big win. Uh, Liam starting therapy again I don't know if he means a stairmaster or like an actual appointment because oh. that's where he is right now um, actual appointment <laughs> oh it's less less exciting running through frequency mm. for Raj uh, yeah running has definitely stepped up in this group recently James managed a long run today um, claimed he died at 13 kilometres so I left him felt like a terrible person then he went and did an extra four kilometres to outdo me so that was fun uh, <laughs> Jazz cardio is better this week Mitchell biggest fat loss in a week Jazz had a sports massage. Um, obviously, Danielle kind of using, I suppose, a negative thing in terms of the weight not shifting, but in terms of the psychological side, we'll work on that and make sure that, you know, that keeps going in and Simon back into post-holiday routines. Cool. And then lessons slash struggles or wins. So something you struggled with that we could potentially teach you or something that you've actually already learned how to get for yourself that you could possibly share and give to someone else. Junior, is that uh, you? Mm, did you mean proteins, carb, or did you mean proteins, fats? We spoke about it. Uh, well, a bit of both when I was looking back. Okay, but, right. Yeah, a bit of both, carb and fat. Okay, cool. Liam, take it day by day. Is that something that you're doing better at, or something that you need help with? Um, no, something that I think I've been doing better at, like not necessarily
1: focusing like so much on like the week as a whole, and like sometimes just getting your head down and just being like, okay, let's just focus on today
0: okay all right i'm all for that love that and there's a lot of people in this group that i think that really benefits um yeah jazz you decided to throw up struggled on steps i mean we're not going to encourage weight loss through being sick but there we go probably probably balances um james still accepting that fitness strength has taken a hit and trying to focus on the positives which is probably relates quite a lot to liam as well like taking it day by day um for work fresh air works be manic and then sleep is such an important element to succeeding which we all definitely know um but reminding ourselves of that regularly is going to be really important cool right good shares good stuff so what are we going to look at today we're going to look at energy what is fuel what is the best energy why we look at digestion feeling full and then my favorite little caption at the bottom there is bigger poo better life um just because i think it's important and people don't talk about it enough so as always and uh, and we can come off mute for this and just talk just talk over each other whatever energy versus fuel what is the difference silence is not golden today guys
1: silence
0: <laughs> Jazz spoke about this in our session when there's silence for 10 seconds she'll just say I don't know just so there's no one not silent come on what's the difference between energy and fuel is energy like
1: what you've got like as a base level so right. like what you wake up with
0: and then fuel is the things that you put into your body to give uh, you yeah. energy
1: yeah
0: output uh, the input uh, no, not quite. Not quite output input. Liam's kind of right. I, I know it's not a trick question. I, I This is what I want you to think about today to try and understand what we're going to talk about. This is something that I've put in. So I wouldn't say if you Google this, this is the definition you'll get. But this is the way I wanted you to think about it. So for me, energy is something that is going to give me energy to do something right now. And fuel is something that keeps me living slash doing. So I know they're very close and it almost is a little bit nuanced. But if I have a pre-workout or a monster or a big bowl of pasta, that's going to give me energy to go on a run. But if I fuel my body all the time, that's going to keep me living, moving, breathing, working, and kind of just all around everything. So for the purpose of this call, I want you to treat them as slightly different things. They do cross over. But I want to talk, well, as we go into it, you'll kind of understand more about why why I'm getting that into the into play into your thought process so in terms of energy i've just fucking ruined the first lot already see how you was listening where do we get energy from
1: well you said monsters but carbs
0: carbs yeah is that the only because that's a food group so is that the only food group that we get it from
1: i don't know
0: okay fine (laughs) anyone else got an input there's a lot of us on here. where else (laughs) might we get energy from and by the way it's not just food
1: are you talking about sun
0: sun (laughs) perfect now we're thinking outside the box sun caffeine is one yeah sleep and rest sleep and rest what was the other one danielle i said
1: recovery i said recovery same thing recovery
0: yeah uh anything else? I think
1: from your mood. Oh, mood. I always find yeah. that like being in a good mood gives you more energy.
0: Yeah. I wonder more if they probably correlate at the same time rather than it being a cause. But it's a good way to think about it for sure.
1: Yeah, or maybe stress then. You could probably take stress as like a yeah. an energy
0: zapper. zapper. It was yeah, yeah correct. Zapper. Correct. Yeah. So i put quite a long thing here and I'm not getting you to, I don't need you to remember this, right? But our ability to run, bicycle, ski, swim, row hinges on the capacity of the body to take energy from ingested food. As potential fuel sources, carbohydrate, fat and protein in the foods that you eat allow different basically fueling systems, but eventually they'll ultimately all give you a process that's going to create what we call adenosine triphosphate, which is what's going to give us Energy. Now, I'm not expecting you to go all science but I want you to understand that there is more to this than just cocoa pops go go. That's not how it works. To breathe, to tie your shoes, or to cycle a hundred miles, your body uses ATP, which is just a fuel source, think about. But actually, the way that we use it is far different. So me talking to you right now is using ATP, but James running 17 kilometers this morning used ATP also it's how we got that body to break that down and how we were using it based on the energy systems we used so it's a cell and it's a compound that will be mobilized to help fuel efforts that we do so I put um it's an expert from a, a study I put it there endurance sports nutrition it's a very interesting thing if you want to get scientific about it I find for me, and I'm not telling you to go and all do this, half of it is what you pay me for. But if you want to get geeky about it, you can really start to get into the bare bones of it and understand how we should fuel. Because remember last week we spoke about diet versus nutrition. Nutrition is what we need to be talking about constantly. So at the moment, that's a lot of gobbledygook. However, here's what we're going to talk about. So where we get energy from, I've put carbohydrates as the first thing because we're starting off with food carbohydrates are the fastest acting macro source for energy. Now we don't actually store them, which is contrary to popular belief who thinks, or more importantly, who's heard and you can this by show of hands. If you eat late at night or you eat high carbs late at night, you gain fat, right? We've all heard that surely eating late at night gives it. That is a huge, huge misconception. I get the theory behind it. Cause we hold, because we're not digesting, right? We're not using that fuel. So technically, we think we hold it, but we actually don't. So carbohydrates, for anyone that's done a photo shoot or has anyone has ever done an endurance event, has probably been slapped with a big bowl of cocoa pops or pasta before. That's because we don't actually store that. We use it very, very quickly. What happens is we break down glycogen, we turn it into glucose for energy. And what we take in and what we do store is what's available for performance. So that's why I put there. Keto warriors can't be warriors for too long. Now, the big thing here is if I load you up with a bowl of pasta on Monday, that's not in your system on Sunday. Following on. OK. Carbohydrates are there for quick utilisation. Who feels better after carbs if they train? So who tra- who obviously most of you will have trained before carbs and most of you who have trained without carbs. Who feels better before? No silence, and who feels better after? Like Liam put before. I mean, how long you talk? How long you talking before? Just in general. So if you get up and have breakfast and train with me at eleven, let's say you've not eaten or you've not had carbs, or had a big bowl of carbohydrates or whatever for whatever reason, which one do you feel better after? Like in your training session, so you'll you'll be stronger or more energetic after one of them. Yeah, i am not tested that. I only feel
1: better with a monster before.
0: <laughs> you feel better with a monster before. You don't eat before our sessions regardless, though, do you? No. No, because it's early. Now, I, I feel I've... better without eating, energy-wise, like in terms of bloating. But I t- I, if you ever yeah. want to test this in terms of fueling, go to the gym first thing in the morning before you've eaten and then go... I
1: have actually had food before training, so I don't mm-hmm. know.
0: And then go at lunchtime after having a lunch or mid-afternoon, and I guarantee you'll find you're stronger in the same session with food. So that's a really good example for you to understand how carbohydrates are a fuel source, but if we did store them, it wouldn't matter when you ate. So just something to think about. So something that a lot of you are obviously doing or have done in this group is photo shoots. So if we don't store carbohydrates... I want your opinion, and I'm expecting people that have probably got a bit more experience here to take a step up and answer. Why do we cut them for a photo shoot? So if we don't store them, why do we, why do, we do that? Because when we, we
1: don't want it to bloat our muscles out from
0: memory. Sort of, yeah, sort of on the right track, sort of. Any other developments? Uh, So Raj has put to do with water retention, which again is sort of. It's close. The two answers are very, they link. Anyone else? James, what do you think? Put you on the spot. uh, Danielle just come off mute and James. Oh, is it? Oh,
1: have I got the answer actually? Is it so we want our body to use what other, other energy sources within our bodies and not the carbs?
0: Bingo! Jazz, who knew you'd be my star shooting?
1: <laughs> I know, right?
0: So, once and once in a last time. <laughs> first of all, yeah, Raj, you're right. It is. It does affect water retention because what happens is, I'll put it there, we break down glycogen and turn it into glucose for energy. Glycogen is stored as water at the muscle site, which our body then uses. Now, if we stop putting carbohydrates in, we deplete it and we, because we don't store it. Our body now has to be very, very clever to start transferring fat and breaking that down into a source that it can then use as an energy source. That's why, and we'll come to this in a bit more detail in a moment, we feel like shit towards the end of a photo shoot prep, because carbs are the quick release energy that make us feel bouncy and happy. Fat is not, but we utilize that fat. So we start breaking down the storage of what we've got in our stored fats to help us energize our day and fuel our day so that then we're using that uh, adipose tissue and the body fat that we're using. So spot on. Now, caveat to this, before we move on, before trying to confuse the shit out of you, that is why we cut carbs for for dieting and stuff. And it's also a really easy, manageable change of food. It doesn't mean cutting carbs down to zero is the best thing ever, because like we said a moment ago, keto warriors can't be warriors for too long, because we still need an element of energy, because you'll just... You'll run yourself into the ground and your body will stop doing things. That's my belief. Cool. That's gone the So carbohydrates then, to get into it, because we all eat carbohydrates, right? We've all got carbs in our diet. Did everyone know, and again, be really honest, so I don't skim over this or don't teach suck eggs. Does everyone know there's two types of carbohydrates? No. Has anyone heard this before? So no Never. from you, just... Uh, anyone, yeah, that, yeah, no one. People yeah. that have done performance and people that are particularly diabetics will have a really good understanding of this. There are I two types it's... of carbs, which are simple, simple. and complex. And a, simple carbohydrates are the fun stuff. It's cake, it's crisps, it's sweets, it's chocolate, it's the good stuff in our life that makes us feel happy, and then make us eat a ten more of them because we're starving again very quickly. So whilst it's the fun stuff, it's not necessarily the positive stuff in terms of what we might call fuel. So simple carbohydrates are higher sugars, they're more processed and they burn off much quicker. This causes us to get a lot of energy, aka sugar high, followed by a crash, which then leads us to want more energy and thus slamming a whole pack of crisps with no control. Any office workers, you'll see this day to day with people having Cocoa Pops or cereal before they sit at a desk. And then before you know it, 10.30 a.m., their head's on the desk and they're looking for any quick fix they can find. That's because the breakfast they had, which we spoke about last week, wasn't nutritious. But actually, it was a quick hit of sugar and simple carbs. So anyone that's sitting here cramming breakfast in in the morning, unless it's built up with other things, you're probably following that. So I've put don't be simple, reduce simple carbs. Now, complex carbs, on the contrary, are much more complicated uh, complex there is more to them our body finds it harder to break down they make our body do more work to keep us fueled for longer our body has to do more to digest and therefore they do not affect the blood sugar as much and therefore we're going to avoid i've put spikes and troughs but peaks and troughs and we're not going to be diving into the cupboard for 11 a.m because it's going to take a lot longer for our body to process that and keep it in the system this is a clear example between my definition of energy and fuel so if i go and have jelly babies before the gym i feel fantastic during the gym session as soon as i finish i'm going to be craving everything under the sun if half an hour before i go i have breakfast which is wheatabix berries uh some almond milk or protein and bacon and stuff like that I'm going to be a lot more fueled but I'm going to be a lot more fueled for a longer period of time so I'm gonna get the energy but less of a spike but it's gonna last longer so sometimes though a quick energy a jelly baby or two may do us a favor anyone played sport here in team sport particularly in the past or like athletics events or or have some involvement in it yeah wow. yeah Mo- most of us most of us have oranges at half time we've all heard that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's a a quick energy hit it won't fuel us until the afternoon but it's going to give us a quick energy hit so that's what i'm starting to get you to think about and i know it's a lot of information but just from that in terms of when you were stood there at a shelf picking a breakfast lunch or dinner say in terms of fuel slash energy now do you know what sort and i know i'm not giving you examples do you know do you have a clearer idea sort of of kind of what you'd pick that would give you a quick hit of energy and what would give you a quick hit of fuel or a longer term fuel should i say sorry i've not given examples yet we will get to it but hopefully the logic is there we will do questions so here's your example does that kind of match up with what people were thinking in terms of when we've started breaking down yeah
1: that makes topic. sense But peas doesn't, for me, I didn't think of peas.
0: To be fair, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily think of peas as a high carb food, but there are a lot of vegetables that are there. But I'll I'll give you a really easy way to look at this because it means you can apply it to everything else. or, Or like if you didn't have this image. Let's have a look at the complex. How processed are these foods? We spoke about this last week. None of them are processed, right? They're all very natural, as they are out of the ground or whatever. The only thing that you could even probably contemplate as as processed is bread, because it's formed, right? Simple carbohydrates, so quite the contrary. Now, if you have, if you're now looking at the shelf and it's got multiple ingredients, so if you look at the packet of a food, the more ingredients that it's got, the more processed it is the quicker that's going to hit your body. Therefore, so, all the quicker energy. Go on. So why, then, if a banana is a complex carb, uh, but an orange, then a simple carb? I don't know whether I'm being stupid. Mm. Orange probably is complex. Some, so this is where, and I, I didn't put this in, but we'll go there because you've asked it. This is where it can get complicated. <laughs> So you obviously have two different types of carbohydrates of simple and complex. And now obviously these lists are not exhaustive. Now you could get a carbohydrate that's complex, a banana or an orange. And then we start talking about the glycemic index. Most people that have done nutrition with me to an extent will have heard it. But the glycemic index is a scale rating that is basically assessing how quickly it will spike your blood sugar. Something that is higher in sugar such as fruit, banana, orange, has a higher glycemic index. So whilst it's complex and will give you an energy hit, it probably does fall into that gray side where you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have a banana for breakfast because although it's not processed, it's going to do the same thing. So then you can start thinking about, and this is probably a a development, and I wouldn't get into it too much because it can all get very mind-blowing, that things and carbohydrates that have got higher sugar would fall into the quick hit energy again we could now say having a banana before the gym is probably a better choice than the gummy worms because it's going to give you more and it's going to be a little bit less calorific as you can see 89 calories to 361 but sometimes it's nice to have a gummy worm for whatever reason all right there's I hope that answers it without, I don't want to confuse it too much, but yeah, you are going to have things that cross over. But a good thing is, does it come in a packet, as in, does it come in a packet because it's sold in a packet or does it come in a packet to keep it fresh? That's a really good way of looking at it. So bread is put in a packet to keep it fresh, rice and so on, whereas these are processed to mad and then you'll see that you won't get much from it. So that stuff's going to give you fuel in complex. It's going to last longer. It's going to give you more. And simple is going to give you quick energy hits, but it will have you reaching for the cupboards quite quickly, particularly if you do these things in the morning. Fats. Can I ask
1: a quick question? Sorry. Of course you can. So, so even like tinned stuff, would you say that's simple? Because if you think like um, baked beans, they've got it's got a lot of sugar in it. So would you say because it's tinned, it would be it would have more preservatives in it? Yeah,
0: I mean, if I went and stood in front of a nutritionist and said yes to that, I'd probably get slaughtered. But if we're trying to think of easy ways to remember it, then yeah, it probably is. There's nothing wrong with baked beans or anything like that because actually their carb content isn't that high. There are carbs in it. It is a protein source. But yeah, it probably is more processed than it because of all the preservatives and everything that it goes into doing it. So I wouldn't say avoid them, but I would certainly look at perhaps what it's going to give you or perhaps what you could look at that's better in terms of what it gives you in a nutritional perspective i've got um i have got some example lists and stuff after though that that break it down clearly to give you some instructions on the knowledge i'm giving you so fats fats are also an energy source people said well jazz probably answered it really well for us when she said about if we don't have carbs we use other energy sources but did anyone prior to this call know that fat gives you energy like dietary fats not body fat some people will yeah if they've been educated so the dietary fats are really really important but no one's ever put an egg in their mouth for a big gym workout they've done it for recovery or fuel all right so what they do is they actually provide the structure for some of our inner cells they help with things such as like eyes brain hormones they regulate our body as well as giving us energy but because they do so much they're a very very slow energy source so the the fats that i just had in my dinner are not giving me anything yet because they're still breaking down it's much more complicated they've got other roles they've got other jobs they've got more stuff to be doing but what they are doing is the dietary fats that i had earlier are helping me talk to you guys tonight so they're helping me with my aerobic system which is breathing working living, walking. It has a lot, a lot, a lot of potential energy, which is why each gram of fat is nine calories rather than carbs, because it has lots of energy in it. But we don't break it down too much unless we exercise. So that is why you don't get fat because you eat fats. But if you're not exercising and utilizing that fuel source, it's a lot easier to store because it contains so much, which is why we have such a lower percentage of fats in our macros. You probably have all experienced that at some point. So what I've put here, which makes it really clear, is think hair and the tortoise. Your carbs are your hair. They're quick. You get them instantly, and then they burn out. The tortoise is very, very slow. The fats are going to be there with you all day long. They're not going to give you the best feeling in the world, but without them, you might just find you're burning out as well. So, There are also multiple types of fats. And I wanted to put this in there and I took this off the internet as an image. I don't like the word healthy fats, but I know you've all heard it. I know we all use the term healthy fats. We've seen it. We've heard it. So this is obviously a little bit more complicated, but they put it in green, which would be the healthy fats. But you've got things like cooking oils, which so we have to have it because of cholesterol and stuff like that. So cooking oils, pumpkin seeds, pine nuts, sesame seeds, fatty fish. Omega-3, Omega 6, Omega 9, we supplement with. We have to have that because that is going to help our health in terms of that energy and fuel. It's more fuel than energy. And then you've got mono unsaturated, which is like your olive oil, avocado oil, nuts, nut butters. Again, they're going to help us with our cholesterol as well. So again, fuel. Obviously, we need a little bit because we're going to need a little bit of saturated fat because red milk, meat, whole milk, cheese, coconut butter. They all give us some things, except for maybe deep fried foods. And then you can probably ignore the trans fat because that's just banned and not allowed in America at all. So probably not allowed here. But I didn't want to scribble over it. So fats are going to give us a bit more fuel for life and carbs are going to give us a bit more energy in Follow Following? We're good. I'm not contradict myself and cause confusion yet. Perfect. Protein. Protein doesn't give us energy. Did anyone think differently to that prior to today? Because obviously everyone comes in, I'm like, eat protein. Who thinks, who prior to today thought protein gives you energy? Be honest. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I thought it did. Because obviously it's got calories associated with it. And you always think calories is energy. So, Yeah, great yeah. point. And I think people probably sat behind their screens going, yeah, I never thought that. It. It's a good point. So calories are a unit of measurement of energy. But how we use that is very different. So obviously, we have different roles in the body. Protein has different roles. Fats have different roles as well. So again, as Jazz said, if we don't have any carbs, our body will start to look for alternative energy sources. So anyone that's dieted too hard for too long will lose muscle mass. That's probably an indication your body is now trying to basically get rid of some of the protein and the muscle, and it will start distributing it to other areas in your life so your body can use the fats um but if i eat protein okay, i don't, don't meat about meat. That. say that again no nah, sorry i thought i was on mute all right just just all right mate you you can take over if you i've got the slide notes for you <laughs> um and then i've put so it does a lot of other things and it's the building blocks for a lot of our potential muscle health all of those things right it's very very important but it doesn't give us energy so I've, I've copied this this is from precision nutrition i did last week so if our body needs energy and there are no other nutrients easily available, it can break protein down to help create other nutrients such as glucose or ketone bodies or to help regenerate ATP. Now, remember, at the start of the call, I said ATP is that super fuel that gets everything to move. ATP is the fuel that actually makes your muscle do this. Right, that's what it does. So, your, So protein is important to have in the body to allow processes to occur. Again, we can consider that a fuel, not an energy. Protein turnover isn't perfect. We always lose a little more than we use. How much we will lose will depend on our energy balance. If we're well fed and or energy demands are low, we won't lose much, i.e. sitting on our ass. If we're poorly fed or fasted and or need a lot of energy, we'll lose what, more amino acids, which is what builds up protein. So that's the building blocks of protein. So we can say that we will lose protein. This, again, means that we need a consistent supply of it because like carbohydrates, whilst we'll store protein, we'll burn it off very quickly. So then we have to make sure we're bringing it in. So that's why that's in there. So protein is not an energy, but it does help us. Now, anyone. Well, first of all, do we all follow? And even on that, can we understand what's going to give us fuel, i.e. what's going to help us live in, moving and breathing and what's going to give us energy?
1: yeah yeah also can I ask one question
0: yes That's
1: oh sorry (laughs) I'll ask anyway um so I think you remember from the last one I was like oh my gosh Travis why am I eating so much protein I can't eat anymore yeah but when I kind of sort of read up on it it was it said does it does it increase your metabolism as well
0: nothing is that nothing increases your metabolism except from exercise and more muscle. Otherwise, once, we, once we've hit a certain age, our metabolism is slowing down constantly. But if protein helps us build muscle, and the thing that you're probably referring to, which was put in layman's terms, protein has what we call the highest thermic effect of food. Now, what that means is, it's the hardest for our body to break down. So if I eat 100 calories of protein, my body may burn 25 just digesting it. Whereas if I have 100 calories of carbohydrate, particularly if it's simple, my body may only burn 10 calories to break it down. So it doesn't speed up your metabolism, but it does make your body do more to burn it off. Also a really great way if you're trying to lose fat. So the more protein you have, the more your body's working throughout the day. So it's a thermic effect of food which will add in to what we burn per day, but it's not actually your metabolism. there? Last question, call me me. Um, right, okay. So I don't know if you want to screenshot this or if you don't want to screenshot it and you want this list, I've got this for everything. I'll send them over. This is a traffic light system for carbs. And what I want you to do very quickly on carbohydrate, what we've spoken about, this green traffic light system means basically eat more. As you can see, eat some, eat less. Now, what you'll see is there's a correlation. The eat more list, is there any processed stuff in there?
1: can't we really see it, Trav. It's quite small. Uh, yeah. I was going to say it's small, can't see it.
0: <laughs> I mean, if I get close, closer to the screen, you're going to see my eyeball. So I... <laughs> I'm okay with it. Send it
1: over, bud. We'll see you later
0: yeah anyway oh, I'm gonna, really. you go you go back to it now okay so on the eat more list i think you probably know the answer anyway otherwise would not be asking it there's nothing processed right it's all it's all what we're talking about it's all complex it's all gonna make our body work but also what you'll see and this is way the way you can build your diet it's what you'll see here and i'm telling you even if you don't know all, all of these carb sources in the eat more list barely contain any other macro which means some you're of gonna it get i haven't food. even heard of no some of it i wouldn't eat either this it, precision nutrition is american so you get a lot of stuff that we won't have but what it's showing you is all of this stuff is actually purely carbohydrate and unprocessed which means you can have more of it get more fuel without wasting calories or anything else obviously when you move over to eat some what well, this one is more like, oh, there's probably a bit of fat with it, or it might be a little bit more processed, or there might be a little bit more sugar, such as white rice and stuff like that. They're going to cause a little bit of spikes. And then you the eat less, these are just more processed, right? So sweet and energy drinks. Anyone that sits and drinks monsters all the time is a disgrace. Shouldn't be doing it. It's out of order. It says eat less. Don't do it. It's bad. I don't expect anyone at the gym of them. Um, Not me at all either. But then obviously, whilst it says eat less, it doesn't say don't eat them. Again, I said about sweets. If I was going to go for a run and I was going to take something with me, I would be taking sweets because it's going to give me instant hit of fuel. Uh, fat, let me do the same. Slight like presentation design issues. Okay. Um, this, again, I'll just, I can send these over anyway, but again, the simple thing here is you'll see You've got unprocessed, complex foods. This is all natural in the eat more section. Nothing's been done to it. Your body's going to take it on and it's going to make it work hard. Eat some, maybe slightly more processed or have other things in it. So, and, and I'll give you a really good example, by the way. Here's one for you. This is why nutrition's a minefield. Eat more extra virgin olive oil. Eat some virgin and light olive oil. You might be thinking, well, how does that make sense? But actually, it's because we're looking for a fat source. And when we start turning things into light, quite often we see things drop in fat and increase in carbs. So, again, carbs aren't the demon, but it's now actually not giving us the macro we're looking for. So that's where it can be a bit mindful, like that we have to be a bit mindful. It can be confusing. And then protein, which I'll send over because it's not a fuel anyway and you should all know what you're doing. Um, And that's kind of an example. And then I'll put this as well in terms of fuel i won't zoom in but again anyone that wants to just let me know eat the rainbow if your food is not covering the rainbow throughout a day and a week i can probably call you out now and say you're under fueling not energy but creating a state for your body to be happy and what we call homeostasis which is balance and giving us everything we need you should eat the rainbow. Now, I'm going to go out and be honest because I don't. I like to be transparent on that list. There ain't no purples that I'm ever eating. I'm not doing it. Not for me. But in hindsight, I should if I was looking for that. So it's not the end of the world that I don't eat purple, but I am going to eat some of the red stuff. I am going to eat some of the orange stuff and the yellow and the green and stuff. So that's how we fuel our body in terms of giving it a really good place to be. I'll send those over. Now, very quickly, because I know this has been the longest call that we've done in a long time now. I pay for Zoom. Digestion. This is a really key part to everything we've spoken about. And this is the stuff that's really tangible in action. Digestion is what's going to separate and break down those substances into simpler molecules, which is what your body's going to use. So if your digestion is rubbish, everything we've just spoken about is a waste of time. Your body's not going to do it. It's not going to help you. It's going to be. Really, really limited in what it can do. It's going to sort and divide the foods and the nutrition you're taking in and basically send them to the jobs they need to do. So, the digestion is the manager of the staff that you've got, and it's going to tell your proteins go and repair the muscle. Carbohydrates go and give you a quick hit of energy. The fats are going to go and help your hormones and regulate your body. So, if you're not looking after your digestion and that all gets a bit mixed in your digestion, that's when shit goes wrong. So, this is important. So, it's arranging the transport to where they need to be. And it's also, as we know, going to remove what we don't need or want. So the stuff that we can't use is coming out eventually. So we want to clear that and get that working really, really well. So it tells us a lot about our health. If your digestion is bad, it will tell you if you're stressed. It will tell you if you're relaxed. It will tell you if you're underhydrated. And I put trust your gut. It's real. And I'll give you a very quick way that we know when you're scared or nervous and your heart rate picks up, your digestion stops entirely. Now you don't know that, but Danielle, hopefully she's still safe. She's walking somewhere. She's still, she's still with us. It's got very dark. So if I was walking behind Danielle in the street right now, and she got scared, her digestion would pack up. Her pupils would dilate. Her muscles would go tight. Her heart would rate, like would race. And she'd be getting in a position to fight or flight. So she's going to punch me in the jaw or run away. I know which one it'd be if it was me. Um, now, I know that sounds like a really extreme example, but when you're stressed all the time, that's the same thing. Your body is in fight or flight. So we need to help our body digest and it starts at the brain. So as soon as we think about food, digestion is starting. We start salivating at the smell of a burger. That's digestion. So there's a few things that we can do to help us. OK, so eating whole foods, complex carbs and eating the rainbow, unsaturated fats, fiber, protein, they're kinder to digestion. Our body wants that hydrate allow your body to do that if you're rubbish at water and some of you are use it because it's going to basically lubricate all your systems and make everything easy stress manage distract yourself or or make sure when you're eating you're fully eating turn off the fucking tv have a conversation with your loved ones and sit and think about the food you're eating slow down and chew your food what that's going to do is allow your body to understand what it's doing Anyone that eats like I used to and do on occasions where I wolf it down, you'll never get full and you'll finish your dinner and you'll be like, oh, God, I'm f-. all of a sudden you'll be hit. You'll be full. You'll be bloated. You won't have enjoyed it. And also it's going to take a lot longer to pass through your body, which is not what we want Chew your food. Saliva production. Saliva. Let's talk about reading as you see it. Saliva production that helps break down the food and make your life a lot easier walking after eating and i've put reduced late night eating to c.6 that is going to help you digest the better you digest the better all the fuel and energy is going to work in your body so quick fire questions that i want people to answer chat box or out loud i don't care what is the best energy energy Carbs, carbs, carbs. Birthday cake, as Beth said in the background. Complex carbs. Complex carbs. I'm gonna pick on you. You know I would. Why is that best energy? And please just say what you think rather than worrying about the answer because it's right and it's wrong at the same time. Because it's yeah, I, I thought it might be as soon as I said it. Um, because it's a longer fuel source, not yeah. just an instant hit. So let's get let's let's uh. me no personally, intent. complex. Are- complex would be better overall for you day-to-day complex is better but when you get the big call up for born because you're short on players it might actually be simple yeah so but but carbs is the right thing yeah so you're absolutely spot on but just thinking about it that is the best energy even though i take it away from a lot of you when you're dieting my bad what's the best fuel Rainbow food. Yeah. Anything else? Come on, guys. Fats. I'm just reading out what Jazz put in the chat box, by the way. I don't know if other people got it. Good fats. Everything. Trick question. Everything. Your good fats, your dietary fats, your rainbow food. You're gonna need carbs for fuel. Complex carbs—that's more fuel than energy. Simple carbs. So that's what I'm trying to get you to think about is the type of foods. So food, nutrition, nutrition is the fuel. Remember, I said proteins going to give you the building blocks to allow your body to do things as well. Sorry, I got I got a bit distracted in my head there for a second because when we were talking about carbs and complex carbs and stuff, and then yeah. you mentioned about
1: when you reduce it down. So obviously, I've seen at one point like. My carbs goes down to like fifty
0: grams of carbs or something, which is not a lot yummy. of carbs. At that point, do we want to be favouring long term release energy? I guess we probably don't want to be wasting it on quick carbs, then, do we? Absolutely right. Yeah, when you get down to that point, and this is something obviously we need to we'll go through specifically. I say as a shoot group because. Yeah, the only type of people that get down to that low, but yeah, spot on. Because when it comes to that point, you're, you're really looking for survival from your food rather than thriving. I, don't, I know that sounds savage when you're this far out and it probably doesn't fill you with much excitement, but yeah. So you would be looking to think, all right, what foods can I take in that are going to keep me going for longest? There are strategies that can help you with that though. So that, that will come, but yeah, spot on for me. Anyone sat in this group. You are probably either trying to lose fat, build muscle, achieve a performance goal or be stronger. So really, I would be saying 80 to 85% of your carbohydrates should always be complex and then allow yourself that 15 to 20% for fun as long as it fits your macros. Because let's be honest, in the list that I've given you on the simple carbs, the simple carbs are the fun foods, right? Obviously, for you, what you have to be mindful of, and it's where you make substitutions, is obviously you said before, I think it was you, where you said you're big on pasta. Have a look at the difference in terms of the sugars and stuff related to uh, a white pasta and a whole grain pasta, because that's very a very quick argument in one being simple and one being complex. So have a look at even that as well. How do we allow ourselves to feel full? How, like, as in, what strategies do we implement to make sure we're full? This was fresh, fresh off the box. This protein. Yeah. Good shout. Eat slower. Eat slower. Yeah. Water.
1: Reduce, Reduce distractions when you're eating.
0: Yeah. True. So, a lot of it is actually quite psychological. Protein and water are obviously not actually psychological slow down pay attention and sleep more as well good point (laughs) if anyone doesn't know if you have if you're sleep deprived your hormones are out of sync and your hormones will tell you you're more hungry and won't tell you you're full enough so if you're hungry all the time regardless of what you eat just go to bed perfect do we have any questions no that good eh love it no questions whatsoever ah oh, thanks jazz i tried so hard on that i spent i did these slides for about an hour and a half today i
1: have got one really specific one about a trendy food at the moment
0: okay shoot like this sourdough bread does mm-hmm. anyone have
1: any experience because it's like three ingredients and it's kind of being marketed as like this non bad supermarket Bread, and you can get it from supermarkets but also from obviously artisans so it's obviously way more expensive fucking and nice. it's got three, I it.
0: three okay but is it better for, yeah I love it it's but the is it same, better? it's like
1: 25 grams is it 23 grams of carbs per slice uh, so actually you may as well just have a thin protein bagel for that mm. if you
0: want Good, good shout, I think the difference is is for a lot of people if we're looking at it sourdough has less sugar, i.e. a lower GI. So remember that spike we said about the glycemic yeah. index. For a lot of people, it's actually about the things in it, i.e. gluten and wheat can be a bit kinder for people. So I think that's where you get a lot of super a superfood element background from it. So lower GI, yeah, less inflammatory, gone.
1: I was gonna say theoretically, if it's made properly, it's actually meant to be gluten free.
0: Mm, it's meant yeah. to be
1: okay for celiac yeah. people and things, but the thing is they're now doing, you've got to really watch it because it's actually so sourdough style stuff. It's not actual sourdough either.
0: Oh, interesting. I did not know that.
1: There yeah. you
0: go. So I think it's a little, again, <laughs> it probably still comes back to that argument of it's probably less processed. So therefore your body has to do more and there's less in it. Good, good question though, because yeah, there's always a new superfood every single week in there, so. Right. Well, in which case, I think that is it. And then next week, I've forgotten because I've come off it. So next week, we are going to start to look into kind of where your food is now. And I'm going to go through a couple of examples. Um, And then kind of I'm going to try and look at the changes we can all make. So taking the knowledge from the first two, but actually what actionable steps and changes can we make in our diet, in our nutrition that actually moves you forward? Um and no James, it's not that bad, but I just had to bag ball. So on that note, I am out. Bye team. Good call.
1: See you later. Um...